0: Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. Well, this is an unusual service today. We get the privilege of ordaining Matthew Fourier as a pastor in this church. I asked for some oil of anointing. I think this flask is not big enough. I think we should have got a liter. Anyway, we'll go with what we have. Let me start off by just giving some scriptural background before Matthew and Christelle come up. Let's just set the the framework of why we do what we do in this area of ordaining leaders to become pastors. And so let's have take a look first at Ephesians 4, to 32. It's a great passage. We look at First Timothy as well. Paul really sets out the game plan on how to choose leaders. I mean, he really does equip us with the information and the knowledge we need around ordaining and choosing leaders. And so let's, let's just take a look at this. It's a familiar passage to you all, but I just want to put it in the context of what we're doing today. Verse 11. Now, these are the gifts Christ has gave to the church. It's interesting that we need to see these as gifts. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher are gifts to the church. They're commonly called the fivefold ministry. So that would mean Matthew is a gift to the church. Jesus is saying, I love my body so much, my church. I'm going to give it gifts. I'm going to equip it to be effective and fruitful. And so in verse 12, it says, their responsibility, these five, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, to build up his body, the body of Christ. The responsibility is to equip We are the equipees, so we need to get an equipping mindset to receive that equipping that God is going to want to do in our lives. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and to build up the church. 13, this will continue until we all have come to such unity in the faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in God, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind and new teaching. Let me repeat, their responsibility, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, is to equip God's people to do His work and to build up the church so that we will not find ourselves immature. Blown by the winds of the world, and boy, are the winds strong today. Aren't the winds convenient and quick? Celebrities, you don't know how they became a celebrity, they didn't do anything, but somehow they have a voice into our children's lives. The winds are strong, they're subtle, and they're powerful. I'll continue on verse 14. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so so they sound clever like the truth. Instead, in verse 15, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way, more and more like Christ Jesus, who is the head of His body, the church. God has ordained the fivefold ministries for one purpose, and that is to build up the church that we may be mature and fruitful to build up the church so that we can be one body effective and fruitful in reaching the city of Malmo and this region of Skåne. I am so confident in what God is doing in this church. When I look at you, I am just so proud and confident. It's easy to get intimidated by what's outside these walls. It's easy to scratch your head and go, Why? But we have to take stock and recognize that God chooses people just like you and me to change our world. Because of Him, because of what Christ did at Calvary, that power, that blood, that we pray and speak over our city. The work of the Holy Spirit in your friends because you're in their life. What a privilege it is to be alive today in this city. Can I suggest to you that there's one more Element that I would add to that list, those five things of prophet, of apostle, evangelist, teacher and pastor. I would add one more. If I'm allowed to add one more, what I think is a part of the gift that God gives us. And that gift is the body of Christ itself. He gives me the body of Christ. You. He gives me the body of Christ. He gives me the gift to be a part of that body. What an awesome privilege that is. To serve and to minister. To be a part of his plan and purpose in this city. How is it that we can reach this nation, to reach this city, to reach this region, to reach your neighbor, if we aren't all involved in his plan? How is it possible That within our generation, that we can bring a spiritual and physical change to the culture and environment that we live in. It is our task to raise up a generation. We are the first generation of this church, and there'll be many other generations after us. We are the pioneers, the the ground makers. God is making way through us, so that the next generation will be so much more anointed and fruitful than us. That what we find difficult, they will walk in with ease. That's the whole point of a pioneer. Not that the next person behind them have to pioneer, that it would be easier. The pioneer before us is Pastor Phil and Chris Pringle, the founders of C3. So much of what we do is so much easier because of the path they pioneered through. And so, as a church, we have to recognize that God's kingdom is increasing. God's kingdom is expanding in this city. Churches are getting stronger. Churches are getting bigger. The challenge is still there. But that we take on that mantle, that cause, when Jesus says, go make disciples of all nations, and I want to put in brackets, in Malmö. Go and make disciples of all nations in Malmö, because all the nations have come to Malmö. There's people in our world, people in your street, people in your apartment building, that would come to your connect group if they were simply asked. That they're lost, they're lonely, they're in a place of contemplation and thinking about life and self-examination, and they've got an openness where maybe before they weren't. And will just say, hey, why don't you come over for a coffee? Hey, what are you doing this Hey, I've got a connect group Friday night. Would you like to come? Hey, those people are really nice at that. What do you call it, a group? Fika is amazing what is that oh it's church say what this is our call this is our mandate to be a disciple to make disciples and advance his kingdom so let me unpack that into three key aspects for us as what I call the sixth of the five fold ministries us the church that as a church, we are personally responsible for our perseverance in walking out our faith. That it starts with me to be a disciple of the word, to be a disciple of prayer, to be a disciple of my relationship with God, to persevere in the in the process of me growing in my faith in God. Secondly, as I just said, to share the gospel, to share the message to look for those divine opportunities, to look for that person, for that family. That's Like I just said, I won't recap it again. And the third one, quickly, is to raise up sons and daughters. He calls us sons and daughters, and our job is to raise up sons and daughters. Sons and daughters are simply people that love his house in this house. C3 Church, we're just one little corner of God's kingdom but it is his house and it is unique in its own way. And that people would fall in love with his house here, with his tribe of C3 Church. That people would be passionate about the cause of Christ and the power of his local church. That we would raise up these sons and daughters in our house. That we would step into people's lives. That we would look like, for example, on Friday night at the men's grill, we'll identify two or three people that, hey, I want to be in their life. I want them to be in my life. Why don't we get them over for coffee or for lunch or for dinner and start to deliberately, intentionally be used of God to minister to somebody else? Is that all right today? Just getting warmed up. So this is an ordination service today. Paul continues in 1 Timothy 3. And he talks about some qualifications that need to be looked for when we are talking about making people leaders and ministers. And maybe you're here today and you've got a sense, something in your spirit, a sense of calling, a sense of maybe, what if, maybe God could use me. Let me encourage you today. This place is an opportunity. This place is an opportunity. And Paul dives into this firstly saying that in verse 1 of chapter 3. This is a trustworthy saying. If someone aspires to be a church leader, he or she desires an honourable position. So go for it. So a church leader must be a man or woman whose life is above reproach, that he or she must be faithful to his spouse or her spouse, he or she must exercise self-control, live wisely, and have good reputation. He or she must enjoy having guests in their house, and he or she must be able to teach. Must not be heavy drinkers or be violent. Christelle uh, must be gentle and not quarrelsome. And <laughs> sorry, that just popped out. <laughs> That's my cheeky Australianness. I'm sorry. Um, where were we? Not quarrelsome and not lover of money. He or she must manage his or her family well, having children who respect them and obey him. For the man and woman cannot manage his or her own household. How can they take care of God's church? A church leader must not be a new believer because he or she must be, uh, might, might become proud and the devil will cause him or her to fall. Verse 7, also people outside the church must speak well of them so that he or she may not be disgraced or fall into the devil's trap. The qualifications here are quite clear. And I would suggest to you that it's pretty obvious that Matthew certainly meets every qualification and some. And uh, when it comes to being a senior leader in a church, with every level of leadership in the kingdom of God, it's another level of laying your life down. You see, through Facebook and social media, we think it's another position of fame and glory and wealth. But actually, the truth is, it's another level of sacrifice. It's another level of laying yourself down and serving at another level that you did not before. And it's something you experience as you go from one level to the next level. And so, just before I call up Matthew and Christelle, I just want to say a couple of practical things about how leaders come into place in C3. C3 is approximately six hundred churches globally, and the wonderful Thierry and Marianne Merler from Switzerland are just—we just love them to the bits. They're dear friends, and you know they took over a very challenging context of that of the church that they now lead. The church was in a pretty challenging state when they took it over at just like 200 people. Today, it's one of the most significant churches in Switzerland. It's like 1,500. And they're just doing an amazing job, and they're so humble and and, and fantastic. And I would say out of the whole conference that we were at recently in Amsterdam, the C3 conference, I would suggest to you his message was the best message of the conference. Would Would you agree, guys? I've asked him to share that message when they come. So let me encourage you to be here to invite people because you've got something coming your way. And we recognize that we want to create an environment where people are empowered to be effective ministers, to be fruitful leaders. We don't take someone and go, hey, you could be a leader, put a badge on them, put a label on their head, you're a leader, and then go, okay, off you go, and hope that they do what's on their head and on the badge. That's not how it works. We look for people that are already doing it. It's already in their heart. It's already in their gifting. It's already, you know what I'm talking about. It's pretty straightforward. And so I'm explaining this because you might be new here and be wondering, so why would you ordain Matthew 4? Well, for those that know him, I think it's pretty clear. He's of good reputation. He's hardworking. He's responsible. He's passionate beyond description for the church of Jesus Christ. He has laid his life down for his church, for Christ's church. And it's the utmost privilege for us as a church to properly honor him and honor God in him by ordaining him today. And so, as I look at where the church is, as I look at my role as a lead pastor along with Susan, I recognize the need for me to delegate more of the administration and the logistics of the church that happen every week to the wonderful leaders around me, to, the, to making sure the teams are functioning well within themselves, but also functioning well together. To create, as we grow, we need to create systems and structures to serve the growth of the church. And we've kind of been quite bumpy at that over the last couple of years. And I I recognize I need to step back more so we can get somebody in there that's truly got a gift in this area and it will be effective in this area. And so Matthew will be ordained today to take take up that space as the executive pastor of operations. And so I'm really, really excited about that. I think it's a strategic step for us as a church and for the growth of our church and for the sustaining what we have been given by God as a church. And so I just want to ask Matthew and Christelle and Susanne to come up right now as we step into the more ceremony aspect.